This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. A name you know who's in the know. It's the Cindy Adams Show, 77 WABC. I am now about to speak to Michael Tucker. You remember seeing him as I do when he was getting all the awards on L.A. Law. He's doing so many things. He's also married to Jill Eikenberry, but he's doing a lot. He's writing books. He's writing plays. What are you doing? What What is it? You're doing a play right now. You're writing a play. I Tell have me. written a play. I've written, I've written seven plays, actually, but this play... Uh, is called A Tailor Near Me. And we had our first audience last night, our first preview. We're uh, at the New Jersey Repertory Company in Long Branch, New Jersey. I've got a brilliant cast. It's two guys. It's Jim Pickens, uh, uh, who was, has been on Grey's Anatomy and many, many things. And uh, Richard Kind, the wonderful Richard yeah, Kind. Yeah, I know him, the, yeah. the two of them. The two of them uh, just uh, had, had a ball last night with the audience, and they with them. So I, I was a happy playwright. Okay, tell me, first of all, how do you start to get an idea to write a play? I don't know how to write a play. Well, I, I don't either, really. But, yeah, <laughs> you know, okay. This, this, this one, uh, you know, I, I had a friend... Who, who was dying. He had a bad cancer, and I knew he was dying, and I uh, uh, was kind of waiting for the news, and, and I, I realized that the one suit that I owned uh, didn't fit me anymore. I couldn't button the pants, and so I called a tailor. I looked in, in Google, and I Googled a tailor near me. I live up in Connecticut, and I went to this guy, and that was the first glimmer of an idea, and that's how the play starts. Is, uh, is that a man has a friend who's dying. He goes to a tailor. But then what develops is, is a relationship between the tailor and the man. That, uh, that is the whole play, really. And uh, uh, he first, he, you know, he looks at the pants and he says, yes, I can fix these. But then he sells him on, uh, on letting uh, the man uh, have him design a, a bespoke suit for him. And we actually watch that process throughout the play. And the relationship and what happens between them changes both the men. So, Okay, how do you learn to write a play? It's different than a book or anything else. It has yeah. to have a, a curtain at the end of Act 1. It, it yeah. needs certain things. How do you spike it to make it work? Well, I, you know, I'm lucky in that I had all those years uh, acting. Yeah. And so I, I can hear the characters and I, I play all the characters when I'm writing it. And uh, actually this is, this is a line in the play because the guy is a writer in the play. And, but he, he says, he says, what I do is I, I have these characters and I listen to their voices and they tell me the story. And that's, that's pretty much the way I, I go about it. Okay. So where do you write? 
when I know some people who have written only in a dark room with one bulb. I know somebody else who writes only from 12 to 5. Every writer has some sort of an oddity. Do you have any yeah. strange things about I have, you? I have, many, I have many oddities. Oh, good. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, Not tell me, tell me. Not just my writing. I just, uh, just oddities. Uh, I, what I like to do, I, get, I usually get up pretty early in the morning, um, and I, I put on a pot of coffee. I do uh, two crossword puzzles. I like really hard crossword puzzles. And by the end of the second crossword puzzle, my brain is has woken up and 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 is operating. And then and then I write. I, I write in the morning, and uh, and then all day. I mean, if I'm in the middle of a play, I, I I'm always writing. Uh, not not necessarily sitting at the desk, but like I, if I I go upstairs and I take a shower. And suddenly in the middle of the shower, aha, that's the line, that's the line. And I run, you know, downstairs dripping wet and I make notes. And it, 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 you, when you're writing, you, you're really writing all the time. Okay, so if right. you're doing crosswords puzzles, what's a three-toed sloth? A three-toed sloth is a crossword clue. Now, what is it? I don't know. What is it? AI. You know? AI? Yeah. So, I mean, I do crossword puzzles, too. I even have a crossword puzzle dictionary. Do you? And I cheat. Well, I've heard that about you. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, you rat? Do you cheat, too? Uh, I cheat occasionally, yeah. Uh, But only only on crossword puzzles. So... What different muscles are needed for you've got you've been in theater, you've been in TV, you've been in everything. But what different muscles are needed for each? You don't do the same kind of work and all. It's very, and all the, very different. I mean, the, you know, the most different thing last night and all day yesterday waiting for this first performance in front of an audience. If I were an actor in the play. You know, I'd be tied up all day and all this adrenaline running through my body and and all the tension and nerves and stage fright and all that. The playwright's work is done. All I had to do last night was go and sit down and watch the play. Uh, So it's really a completely different profession. But it's not it's not that way. Supposing you're doing it and there's a part that's not working while you're sitting there as the playwright. You realize yeah. you have to sharpen that, or you have to yeah. change something. Isn't that so? Well, well, yeah. There's a there's a, a way to do it. I, I at a certain point, I don't talk to the actors anymore. I, I, if I have something like that, I'll talk to the director, and he'll talk to the actors. Um, I was in rehearsals for the first three weeks, every every minute, and everything that I had to say about the play, I, I said to them at one time or another during those three weeks. And then I said, I'm leaving you. I'm giving the play to you. I'll be back in a week and a half to see the first performance and uh, take the play from me. Because the, it, the actors are the people who bring the play to the audience. They have to fly. Not me at that point. You know, they, they have to take the play. And okay. They did how, did you meet, how did you meet Jill Eikenberry in the first place? Uh, we were both working at a theater in Washington, D.C., uh, called the Arena Stage, which is a very famous uh, regional theater. And uh, we met there, and um, it was gangbusters from the first minute. As a matter of fact, uh, this it's about three weeks ago, no, maybe about a month ago, we celebrated our 50th wedding anniversary. Oh, what did you give her? I gave her a big kiss. 
No, we. Oh, I gave, please. I mean, I really. What else? What the chicken hawk? What did you give? What did you, what did you oh, give her? you haven't changed at all. <laughs> I mean, we're we're thrilled with the hug, but what else did you give her? I, I gave her a big party, and we we had our party in in Italy. You know, we have that house in Italy, which we've had for twenty one years now, and we had our party there, and we flew our kids out, and their partners, and uh, our son actually announced uh, with his his girlfriend that they're getting married. That's the next big event in October. So it was, um, and we had about fifty people. Our, our daughter catered it. Uh, she's she's a professional chef and caterer so it was um it was a glorious party and 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 we made toasts to each other you know at the party and jill's toast which was a complete surprise to me because we we had hired a band you know a a jazz band to play at the party and jill secretly went off to rehearse and she sang the first time ever i saw your face to me and i'm telling you there wasn't a dry eye in the house How did you start in the first place? I know how how big you are, and I know you've got awards, and I know about L.A. Law, and I know a lot of stuff that you've done. But how did you start in the in the first place? In the you know, I, well, I went to, to acting school. I went to drama school at Carnegie Tech, now called Carnegie Mellon, and that's a, that's a one of the really good professional acting programs in the country. And then I did uh, repertory theater for. Five years, uh, well, four and a half years. I was in at, at the Long Wharf in New Haven, at the Milwaukee Repertory Company, and then at Arena Stage where I met Jill. And after the second year there, we moved to New York and worked theater in New York. Uh, you know, the way to become an actor is to act, you know, anywhere, and uh, and just get your your chops you okay. know, in hand. What about performing during the strike? I mean, is that allowed? I I'm, I don't know what yeah, the rules are. They're not. Nobody's striking against the theaters. They're striking against the the movie companies and the streaming companies. So um, actors are allowed to work in the theater. What about what about the requirements of of a play? Doesn't it have to have something at the close of the first act curtain? I mean, I always told was well, told that's it traditional. has. You 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 want them if 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 you have if if you have a play that has an intermission or two, you definitely want to have something at the end of the act that gets them back. Otherwise, they just leave. You know, <laughs> so you have to grab their their uh, you know get get them interested, get them curious as to what's happening. This play happens without an my my play is without an intermission, so we don't let them out until it's done. How has show business changed? For me, it used it. It's all nostalgia. It's all shoot 'em up. It's all unhappy things. There's no happiness anywhere in any project that's coming through. Yours is a heavy duty story as well. No, no, it's 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 pretty much a laugh riot. It's there are serious things in the play, uh, for for sure. But um, there, there are a lot of laughs in my play. People were very happy at the end at the end of the play they didn't they didn't want it to end because they got very involved in the relationship between these two guys okay i want to thank you for coming on with me michael tucker and i'm going to come and see your play tell me the name of it it's called a tailor near me and it's at the new jersey repertory company in long branch new jersey and if you Just let me know when you're coming, and I will get you your tickets and and everything else. I'd love you to see it.
Will you buy dinner as well? I'll buy you dinner. Oh, Absolutely. in that case, I'm coming. Okay. Right. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, Michael. It's, it's good to hear your voice. Okay. Bye, honey. Bye-bye. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 